while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, we got Sean Oliver calling in at uh, 8.30 uh, tonight um, to talk. Uh, you know, it's tomorrow's election day. He and Carmen Amaral are all the finalists in the in the, um, in the the election for Ward 3 City Council. There is a story up. It was kind of a, I don't know. I don't know if it's an October surprise. So an October surprise for people who don't know is the is when, um, an October surprise is when something happens late in a campaign season, typically in October, because elections are the first week in November, um, the first Tuesday in November, right? First or second? First Tuesday. Uh, typically, uh, an October surprise is when something happens late in the election season that changes or could change the outcome of that election. So I think, uh, probably the most commonly cited now October surprise is the Comey letter, uh, James Comey's letter, uh, indicating that he's going to be investigating Hillary Clinton that came like two weeks before the presidential election, um, which a lot of, I think there's even some opinion poll, uh, some, some uh, polling, some opinion polling that shows that that actually did have an out, have a change because there was a, a negligible margin of votes that separated uh, Trump from Hillary in those, in those swing States. So, and I think there's some opinion polling to say that that letter in particular did have an impact on the election. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. So one of the things is, um, so that's an example, like something that happens late in an election. I, a lot of people said Sandy Hook, uh, not Sandy Hook, God, Hurricane Sandy was an, uh, was an October surprise in the 2012 election where that big storm had hit the, uh, the, hit the Northeast 
And Obama was pretty much, I think Obama, I mean, I think Obama had that in the that election in the bag anyway. I think that was pretty clear the whole time. But a lot of people called it an October surprise because Obama was able to, like, demonstrate his leadership capabilities in the Hurricane Sandy thing, you know, uh, through his FEMA response, which was, like, shown in stark contrast to, like, George Bush's FEMA response to Katrina. And you had Republican governor at the time, Chris Christie, praising Obama. Uh, saying he went on Fox and Friends to say, you know, President Obama did an excellent job. He did this. He did that. He even did this thing, which I didn't even know you could do. Like he just went on and said a bunch of stuff. And then I remember the people of Fox and Friends had said, well, isn't Governor Romney going to go there and uh, help out, do, you know, do something? And he goes, if you think I give a damn about presidential politics, you got another thing coming. My state's underwater right now. They said that was an October, and uh, he famously, Christie famously hugged Obama. A lot of people say that was an October surprise because it was something big that happened where, you know, Obama in that particular moment got to look like a leader in that moment. I would say again, I think that election was pretty solidly in Obama's, uh, I think that election was pretty solidly in Obama's court the entire time. And I think that was pretty clear. Um, but the Comey letter, I think, is probably the best example of an October surprise. Uh, a lot of people thought that Paul Harose, um in that the uh, – a lot of people thought Paul Harose, um a lot of people wanted to think that Paul Harrow's uh, – that union complaint against Paul Harrow, uh from the fire department in the sheriff's election, a lot of people wanted to think that was an October surprise, and it was, you know – that didn't end up being an October surprise either, but it, I guess it, maybe it could have been. Um, so those are just some examples of what is, you know, typically known as an October surprise. Something that happens late in an election, which could impact the turn, uh, the outcome of the election. Some people are saying now, we've heard it on WBSM from the callers, uh, from some of the other hosts, that Sean Oliver's, the recent revelation of Sean Oliver's posts on uh on facebook are an october surprise i'm not sure uh if they are i mean i think that you look at them so there's a story on wbsm.com that kate robinson had put together you can check it out um the coalition for social justice had found some old posts from sean oliver that they say and uh members of the lgbt uh, uh local lgbtq community have said here on the station uh are 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 not are disparaging for people in the uh, people in the um, the LGBTQ community, and uh, you know, there's certain posts about transgenders, and there's certain posts about um, one of the things I thought was just as a personally as a on a personal level one of the things i didn't like personally was the post about minimum wage um but you know i'm not sure this election's so close that 10 or 20 people could swing it if 20, 10 or 20 people are turned off by it it could swing it right especially you, you can't win a local election without winning a majority of democrats new bedford it's a heavily democratic city heavily democratic area of the commonwealth uh, new bedford so it could. I'm not sure it will, but it could. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Dial.com. Hello. That's weird. It was like a... 
It's like a telemarketer or something. Like an automatic thing. It was like one of those. It was like one of those. Uh, I don't know. Like those those things. You, you get calls about your extended warranty all the time, right? But I'm not sure. I mean, I heard him on Tim's show today. We'll talk a little, to him a little bit later uh, in the in the program. I'm not sure if it's going to have an impact. I mean, the the thing is that that's important in local elections is that you get out in front of people, as many people as you can, and you ask them for your vote, right? You get out in front of as many people as you can, you ask them for, for your vote. You make a meaningful connection with the electorate, and you ask them to vote for you. That's what's important in a, in a local election. But... And I think, obviously, both candidates have done a good job doing that, right? Um, you know, and, Mr., and Oliver said he's done all of that himself. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a campaign staff. But, I mean, if you're a voter in, 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 if you're a voter in Ward 3, or if you're a voter in any election, and you're like a registered Democrat, and you typically have a more left-of-center type of perspective on things, or more Democrat, you know, Democrat-esque perspective on things. Most people aren't monolithic in their voting uh, and in their political ideology. Honestly, most people are not monolithic. But if you are and you see that stuff, it could definitely change your mind. Without a question, it could definitely change your mind. People may look at that, and especially if you're saying, oh, the, you know, is, you know, if he's saying he's a registered independent Okay, but that, like, there's a lot of registered independents that just vote a certain way. And so that independent thing doesn't really matter, right? There's not a lot of swing. There's really not a lot of swing voters out there. You typically have a voting pattern. Uh, independent, like, if you're a registered independent, and a lot of people that say they're independent, frankly, are usually conservative. Like, well, I'm an independent, but, and then espouse something that's, like, hyper conservative or Republican. That happens all the time. I, I'm not an independent, right? I am not a, I am not a registered independent. My political ideology, I wouldn't describe as center, right? As in the center, nor would Chris describe his ideology, at, uh, political ideology as centrist, right? We're both pretty firmly entrenched in the ideological spectrums of where we're at. But typically, sometimes people say, I'm an independent, but then espouse some conservative stuff. So, I mean, Sean, I've had several interactions with Sean, has struck me as a very nice guy. Um, struck me as a really nice guy and uh, very personable and a decent human being, for sure. Not saying he's a bad guy at all. Uh, I'm just saying... I, in fact, I think he's a good guy, but I think there's good, I think there's going to be a non-zero amount of people that are going to look at those posts and they're going to say, mm, not for me. It's just a matter of how many, because this is going to be a low turnout election. We know that there's going to be a few hundred people that are going to turn out. And are the people that have already said that, were they already in a Carmen Amaral's corner anyway, right? Or... Were there people 
who would have voted for Sean that look at those posts. Because like I said, this is going to be a close election. This is going to be a close election. There's only a few hundred people. The Oliver had probably about a 25-ish vote lead on Amaral, but there's a few hundred votes left up to grab for, for grabs. There's probably about 400 votes between them. There's about 200 some odd votes. It's basically a dead heat in terms of they're both starting from zero, right? You know, when I did um, Hugh Dunn's election, uh, when we, we did we did Hugh Dunn's election in uh, 2017. He had 53% of the vote in a six-way primary. So we knew that there was no way, you know, we still campaigned very, very hard because, you know, you want to run up the score. Even if you know you're going to win, you, you want to run up the score. You want to make a statement, right? But we knew he was going to win, obviously, because we knew he was going to win because um, he... He had he had the majority of the votes already, and there wasn't going to be a, something that divested a, a significant amount of votes away from Hugh to um to in that case Beth Photo, who I believe has endorsed Mr. Oliver in this uh, in this in this election. I think he I think she has, but so I'm not sure uh, if it's going to have an impact on the race. Uh, I heard some of uh, Sean's comments today. Definitely looking forward to having a conversation with him. You know, Carmen Amaral's made a statement on it too. I don't necessarily want to make it all about that, you know, because he had. There is a lot of other issues, but it's definitely something that we're obviously going to talk about. It is very late in the election. <laughs> the election's tomorrow. If this had come out a little bit sooner, there might have been more time for a more robust discussion. Uh, if that had even come out earlier. In uh, a day earlier, we might have been able to talk about it a little bit during the debate. Um, I just the process of of that story. I got it in my inbox while I was on the air. Tim told Tim talked about this already. I got it in my inbox while I was in the air. When I'm in the air, I'm in the air. I can't do a lot that's not related to things that I'm talking about on the air. I can take text messages from, you know, elected officials or other people. I can take app chat messages. I can take the calls. But in terms of doing that other stuff, in terms of researching for a story, right, getting the information for a story, I can't do that. So I forwarded it to new to to news, right? I forwarded it to the news department, and then they handled. They took it from. They took the point from. Uh, they took point from there and put together and put together a story. Which you can find on WBSM.com if you want to check out the if you want to check out the 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 full story. But I would I'd I'd also if you're a Ward Three voter, but I'd also encourage you to check out is the debate. Um, that's on WBSM.com. It's also on our podcast. You can check out the debate between Sean Oliver and Carmen Amaral that we had last Wednesday. It was the last opportunity for them to both be in the same room and discuss the issues. Um, and put, you know, pit themselves against one another in the same room. And I thought it was, you know, I thought there was some good discussion that was uh, that was had from that. So you can definitely check that out on WBSM.com. I'd say that's equally important. Go check that out. Listen to the podcast if you can, um, because uh, I think we cover a lot of ground because, you know, when we do debates, we do an hour of commercial free, right? We do an hour of commercial free. So. Uh, we were able to cover a lot of ground. It was me, Chris, and uh, guest host slash moderator with us was uh, New Bedford Lights, 
Jack Spillane, um, who had asked his own uh, unique set of questions as well. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM. Uh, we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. So um, I'm getting a ton of calls in the news department because, listen, if you're a school administrator, um, there's a form you can fill out uh, that's going to let we, we there's a form you can fill out that is going to. There's a page on our site with the info for you to enter the information in. We don't manually update it. The it's we use the plug-in from the Rhode Island Broadcasters Association because this is the Providence market, right? So New Bedford and Fall River and all that, Attleboro, we're the we're the Providence media market because we're you know we share a border with Rhode Island over you know very about 15 miles away from here. So the Rhode Island Broadcasters Association does the updated list, and you can go online and you can fill out the form. Uh, you can go on our website and fill out the form. We don't update it manual manually. The Rhode Island Broadcast Associations does. So if you want to let us know, that's where the list is. That's how we let people know. And that's how you can find out on WBSM.com. You can go to school cancellations, click the link. It'll bring you to the Rhode Island Broadcasters Association website where they can uh, they can tell you which schools are canceled. And if you're a school administrator... You go to that web, you, you go to WBSM.com, go to the click the link, you go to the site, and then you can fill out the application or the form to post that you are not going to be doing school tomorrow. Uh, we I know I've I know New Bedford is gonna be out. Freetown Lakeville I saw is gonna be out. Looks like a lot of schools in the in the district are going to be out tomorrow. I don't know if there's been a single snow day yet for um for the region. Certainly hasn't been warrant there certainly hasn't really been much warrant for a snow day. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's I don't know how serious it's supposed to be to be honest with you. Um there is uh you can also find that on WBSM.com, the weather update. You can check it out and find out how serious that's gonna be. So five oh eight nine nine six 0500 saying enjoy me. I'm going to take a break and we'll be back. 1420 WBSM. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. We should be joined by Sean Oliver now. Hey, Sean. Hey, Marcus. How you doing? Good, Sean. Before we get started, uh, why don't you, uh, you know, we've got the election tomorrow. Um, so if you want to just, you know, give us your uh, your elevator pitch. Um, as, as you said, uh, it's, everything's come to a head to, for tomorrow, you know, and uh, one one more monkey wrench in it is the weather, you know, so definitely get out there and vote. We, we can not continue to have these low turnouts or let these little hiccups, um, you know, dictate that. So definitely get out and vote. But um, like I said, um, for those of you who know who I am, Sean Oliver, longtime resident in the city, and just really the a guy who, when this started, just really wanted to try to make a difference, try to get that every person's voice back into our City Hall, where we've been disconnected. I'm not going to have this long-winded, um, you know, who I am and, 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 and what I'm here for. I'm here for the people. I'm here to listen. I'm here to act. And I'm here to follow up with you guys. I think that's something that has resonated as we've been going door to door. 
um, the uh, the folks in the city have uh, been very uh, receptive um, in in answering the, the the door when it gets knocked and um, willing to listen. So that's been great, and I appreciate every interaction that we've had. So hopefully we can continue that. Uh, but it all comes to a head tomorrow. So I hope you guys are able to get out there and vote. If um, transportation is an issue, we are in fact have been offering shuttle service. We have uh, three uh, vehicles, uh, van, trucks, and uh, a luxury vehicle set aside. Um, for anyone who needs a ride, you can give us a call at 774-929-7457, um, and then we can schedule uh, your pickup. Also, um, I have a few um, folks uh, set aside that if you're having trouble um, getting dug out, if the snow is uh, does stick around, uh, we do have folks that will uh, shovel a path to your vehicle to get you out. Where can people, uh, how can people call you for those uh, services again? Uh, again, w- would be our, our direct line that we've been using throughout this campaign. So that's 774-929-7457. You can also reach us on our Facebook, um, who's, which has been completely public the entire campaign. Um, or on our website, ward3nb.com. All places that you can contact us and we, we answer right away. So I know, speaking to your Facebook, there's been some discussion lately on some of the comments that have been dug up over the past couple of years. Uh, there's comments that were, I think, said to be um, disparaging of people in the LGBTQ community, um, disparaging of people who work minimum wage jobs. Um, and how do you respond to that, uh, to, the, to those, those Facebook posts? Were they your posts, and do you stick by them? Well, I mean, they were, they were, they were shared memes and, and whatnot. So are they Facebook posts? Yes. Um, you know, did it originate from me? No. Um, but it's, like I said before, you know, things come across Facebook, um, these may be the particular ones that a, a, a few groups have um, singled out um, to being um, risque. Um, they're not they're not really representative upon, upon my my views. I have a lot of friends, family members, um, and colleagues, um, and it's just you know something that was off color, um, off putting, um, and uh, and that was it. There was no malice behind it. Um, as I said before, there was no intent to be, you know, a jerk or hurtful to anyone um, in these uh, in these communities. Do you regret posting them? Uh, I mean, looking back, yeah, obviously, you know, I when I started this, I, I never thought that I would run for political office, Marcus, you know, and it just came about that, you know, it's very easy to Monday morning quarterback or hindsight 2020, whatever you want to say, you know, but I've been transparent through this entire campaign. I invited people into my house. I've invited people into my 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 world as far as whether it's uh, personally, uh, electronically through Facebook and things like that. I I've never hidden behind a private page. I everything's been out there for for all to see. Uh, I've never painted myself as such. I painted myself as the typical resident, the typical citizen, you know. And I I think that's still who I am you know we're we are a people of flaws we are a people of um growth and looking forward um and I I didn't get this far in my life not being able to work with people not being able to relate to people um and uh and again I think that's 
why we've done well thus far. Um, not because, you know, I've been well coached, as some people say, or this is literally, there's nothing prepared, Marcus. Most of the time, everything that I say is right off the cuff through my, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve and, and I, I'm, I, I work through it that way. You know, I, I don't have, you know, I'm not working on a tablet in front of me and notes and this, that, and the third. This is just one guy who's really just wanted better for his city, most importantly now his ward, where we've had that lack of representation or um, relatability to our council. So, um, Sean, uh, what do you mean by lack of representation or relatability to your council? Well, I mean, sometimes I've always I said this when I started, you know, we've we always look to our, you know, counselors are, you know, we let's uh, no offense, you know, let's elect the attorney. They know the ins and outs of the law. Let's uh, uh, elect the doctor. They know this. Or let's uh, elect the teacher because, they, heck, they're smart. And they are. They are. They all are in their in their own right. Can is this person going to be approachable to me? Is it, can I relate to them? Are they too busy for us with their with their high stress, high demand jobs? You know, and it's not to discredit them by any means because I think that anybody who runs for public office truly does want better for their city, their their state, whatever it is that they're running for. You know, but do you have the time? Do you have the patience? Do you have the connectivity that you can have? Uh, with folks, and I think that we have had that throughout. You know, um, this it, it has been all me. I ha- I've had really one main staple friend that's helped me since day one, once those papers were turned in. Other than that, it's been my wife, a uh, couple of days, uh, and some family members. Other, it, that's it. That's You've gotten me from the beginning, from whether it's that friend request that I sent or you sent me, whether it's that phone call that, that you got, it's it's all been me. No phone banking, no huge groups. Yes, I have endorsements, but those endorsements, I never look to, to them for any money or backing or even bodies. I just wanted them to know that I had their back um, in 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 the fight, you know, in the everyday fight. And that was it. I, I And I think that's kind of what resonated with uh, some of those folks. I never, I didn't, it wasn't about the money to me. It was just about the support of the hardworking men and women of the city um, because that's who I, that's, that's what New Bedford is. Hardworking men and women that go to work every day, regardless of the field that they're in. Do you think it's wrong to have organizational support? I mean, I don't think that it's wrong. Because um, I, I, I mean, I mean, to be frank, Sean, what you've said here in the, in the debate, what you said earlier today, when you called into Tim's, it sounds like you are sort of, you're, you know, you're differentiating yourself from your opponent in that regard. That 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 your opponent has organizational I mean, support and you don't. I mean, I mean, it's not. I mean, anybody who who knows um, or is following the campaigns um, can can clearly see uh, can clearly see that there is uh, uh, two different campaigns being run here, um, both considered to be grassroots. Um, maybe mine is a little bit more crude as it's a very, very small group of folks um, coming together to, um, to, to assist me in my drive to, to be that voice for Ward 3. Um, not necessarily, you know, somebody else or another group that's come out and said it is my duty to find candidates 
that would best align themselves with, you know, the views, um, you know, of, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. I, I can't, I, I'm not going to, you know, quote it verbatim because I don't really know it verbatim because I don't have it written down. It's, everything for me is, has pretty much been you question asked, question answered. So Sure. So, Sean, um, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate uh, you making yourself available to WBSM as much as you have. Uh, before I let you go, where can people go to contact you uh, if they need some of the services, the Election Day services that your campaign is offering? Okay, well, guys, my, as always, public Facebook page, um, that's been a huge drive for us throughout this campaign. Um, so uh, you can just go on Facebook, and it's uh, Sean Oliver 4NB um, on Facebook. Uh, you can call us directly at 774-929-7457. That's a line folks have been using throughout this campaign to get in touch with us. That rings directly to my personal cell phone. So if you're getting me. You're not getting a, a, a service, and a lot of people have been surprised with that. Um, they've, uh, I've answered and they've said, oh, oh, I was getting ready to leave a message. Um, that's a line that I pledge to have open as well, you know, that folks can, if elected, folks can call in at any point in time. Obviously, you know, within reasons, I'm not answering the phone at 2 o'clock in the morning, but um, you're going to get your counselor direct, circumvent City Hall and the runaround of this department, that department, and call your city counselor just like you would a neighbor or a friend you know, you know who to call when you when your sink is busted. You know who to call when your car is busted. Well, you should know who to call when there's an issue in the city, and that's me. So you can call that number direct, um, or you can reach us on our, our um, website, which, again, wasn't set up to be about me. Everybody does uh, www.myname.com. Now, this is a Ward 3 page. Um, it's ward3nb.com. So those are always open. They all come directly to me, no no services or anything like that. So when you reach out, that's who you're going to get. And if elected on uh, tomorrow, um, that's who you'll get each and every day. Sean, uh, thanks for thanks for joining me this evening. Again, thanks for being in, in, in regular contact with us here at WBSM, making yourself uh, available to us um, whenever we've asked. And uh, no matter the results of tomorrow, we, we hope to uh, hear from you more uh, throughout your, um, I think, uh, you know, commitment to the, the people of the city. It, it doesn't end tomorrow, Marcus, regardless of the outcome. I look forward to working with any of the counselors that are looking um, for a better city, which I think we all are. So I, uh, I hope tomorrow we have a conversation with some good news. Um, but if not, um, you'll, you'll still hear from me. Um, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And uh, if and regardless, I'll see you in November. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I like that. said regardless, I'll see you in November. That's very interesting. So that is a commitment. Um, now he's the leading vote getter, so there's no reason to th- there's no reason to to believe he's an underdog. But he just committed to running again if he is unsuccessful tomorrow. I think that's interesting. And take a break. 1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. Spent all day hearing about the news. 
Now's your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. No, back to South Coast tonight. Hey, welcome back to the show. We got some app chat messages. First, we'll take we'll go to the phones. Good evening. Oh, good evening. Um, this is Andy Pollack. I'm president of the board of the South Coast LGBT Network. Yep. How are you? Good. How you doing, Andy? I'm well. I'm well. I just wanted to uh, weigh in a little bit. Sure, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, are the um, organization for LGBT folks in the South Coast. And um, I don't speak for the organization because we're 5013C. And um, I do speak for myself as a gay man who knows a lot of trans individuals. And uh, I was um, kind of ups- I was upset by the posts that were made by the lack of sensitivity. Um, we do uh, Trans Day of Remembrance in New Bedford, and um, there's over 40 women that are murdered every year in the United States who are trans. And when you talk with trans folks, the life that they have is is tough. Um, it's not an easy um, experience for them, and I wish that Sean Oliver could come to some of the events that we have that show what it's like for folks and to experience um, the violence and the discrimination and hatred that is put out there. Um, So with these posts, it, it is disturbing, I think, for our community. And the insensitivity, I think, is... Um, concerning as a politician, because as you said, we represent the politician is to represent the entire community, right. not just one side or one or the other side, but hopefully all of us together. So, um, Andy, I, I, I remember I, I had you on uh, on my Saturday show to talk about the um, the uh, the the puzzles nightclub uh, incident yes. on the uh, the fifteenth anniversary. I remember that. Was a good yep. interview. So, um, you. so you you think that uh, you know, with respect to Sean's um, Sean's comments, that they're they're what uh, like unbecoming of someone running for office. I don't think you would find it being said about African Americans or people of Jewish faith or even Catholic priests or something like that. Sure. Um, I don't know. Understand why trans folks are the brunt of his jokes. Um, it's sort of not funny. And when yeah, you look right. at the lives that they have and the violence, discrimination, and hatred that's put upon them, um, you know, when you do Trans Day of Remembrance and you realize that African-American trans women have a life expectancy of, can you guess? I probably can't. 36. Wow. So when you're looking at the gay press and you see murder after murder after murder, and we had a fellow in New Bedford who murdered a trans woman, he got six years in prison and was pardoned. Right. He snapped her neck and put her head in the toilet. Right. It's sort of not funny. And I can understand, you know, posting funny memes. I can understand poking fun at public figures. But to kick people who are marginalized is kind of mean. And to not understand that, to me, shows a lack of empathy that is disturbing, personally. Do you think it's, um, it's, it's sort of, uh, do you think it's malevolence or do you think it's just a, a failure to, 
have known the things that you know you may know or a lot of other people may know about the the plight of of transgender women we do trans day of remembrance we've done it for three years um you know uh i guess if you're interested in um, marginalized populations people who are suffering um people who have um real difficulty um you do some research if you're not interested you post funny memes about them Fair and enough. I guess you look and extrapolate that out a little bit. That makes me concerned because is that the way it's going to be for, you know, would you do that for someone of a different minority group? Just uh, asking. Yeah. So it is, it is disturbing for me and I would love to chat with the potential councilman. I would love to talk with him about and introduce him and to educate him. Um, but, uh, and to reach out to the community, you know, we're we're visible and available. Well, Andy, I I got to hit this break, but I do appreciate you calling in. I appreciate your perspective. I know Sean is probably listening, so if I can get you guys in contact, I will. But I'd love to set up a time to to have a, a longer form interview with you um, on these Wonderful. local Thank issues. You. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. All right, going to take this break. I will be right back. This is South Coast tonight. If you want to hear everything, I've only got like. So I see some calls on the line. Tell you what, if you can call back after the nine o'clock news break, I'd appreciate it because I want to give your call time. I'm not going to be able to uh, because we just don't have a, time, a lot of time left. <laughs> so uh, if you want to call back in the nine o'clock or you can hold, you can hold through the nine o'clock news. But you know how it works at the, you know, eight, you know, the, the nine, the eight fifty nine thirty mark, the, the satellite kicks in. You know, and then that's that's when the you know that's when the news kicks in, and I'm not able to really let your call, you know, through. So if you want to call, if you want to either hold on the line or wait to the the newscast is over, which is usually about nine oh five, or you want to call back at that point, I'll be able to take your call. I'll be able to we'll be able to talk more about whatever it is you want to talk about. So. Stay tuned, call back, or stay on the line after the news break. I'll be here. This is South Coast Tonight.